Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah wa ba'd. My dear brothers and sisters, <coughs> there are two kinds of sins. And of course, I'm not advocating that you should do one and not do the other. Uh, we should not do any of them. But there are two kinds of sins. There are sins of omission, that something which we should do, which we forget and we don't do, and which are mostly in relation to the uh, rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, huququllah, which inshallah understand, of course we need to make tawbah and we should not do them, but we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive those sins because Allah does not need any of our ibadah anyway. So for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive is easy. Uh, and therefore, that's one block of sins, sins of omission. There's another block of sins which is sins of commission, which is things that we know are wrong but we do them. Now that is a very dangerous area. Because most of those, if not all, are not from the hukuk of Allah but from the hukuk ul ibad. They are from the rights of the people. And the number one sin, absolute cardinal one, which is the means of complete and total humiliation and destruction in this world and in the next, is the sin of arrogance, kibur, takabur. The reason I'm saying this is because <clears throat> one of the fallouts of wealth, and alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a lot of you uh, a lot of wealth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give that to you from halal sources. May Allah enable you to spend it in halal. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and that wealth. One of the outcomes of that is the issue of arrogance. Arrogance, takabbur, kibr, is the companion sin of two kinds of people. The Umara and the Ulama. These are the two people, the wealth in terms of material wealth and wealth in terms of knowledge. So two, everyone needs to be careful about this, but two kinds of people, the Ulama and the Umara. The people who are Amir, who are Rais, who are, uh, you know, heads of uh, organizations, companies, what not, or just wealthy by yourself, as well as ulama, must be specially careful of this sin of kibr or takabur. Why is that? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the hadith of Allah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the one who is arrogant, the one who has kibr, is trying to take from my cloak, from my lihaf. Kibr is the lihaf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-mutakabbir is Allah. There is no one who has the right to have kibar and with Allah it is not kibar in the sense that we understand it. It is not arrogance. It is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the one who tries to do that, who is arrogant in this dunya is trying to take from me and I will destroy him. And he will not even smell the fragrance of Jannah. Now the reason I am saying this is because it was brought to my attention that there are some people who uh, when they stand in the saf here if they have a poor man standing next to them, because Alhamdulillah in our masjid there are no, we have no classifications. You know, rich, rich man saf and poor man saf, we don't have this. Right? It is very easy. Khadeh hoke shir bolna bada asaan hai. Ek hi saf mein khadeh hoke mahmood ayaz. Na aap mahmood hai, na wo ayaz hai. 
But the thing is, it was brought to my attention that there are people who, if there is a poor person standing next to them, and we have, alhamdulillah, uh, our brothers and, and sisters, we have uh, brothers who are drivers and people who are working hard all day, and a lot of them are working in your homes and they are working to help you and to uh, make your life easy. So obviously when the man stands next to you, uh, then he smells of honest sweat. Now believe me, you don't sweat perfume either. Except that you have the time, because he's doing your work, you have the time to go and have a shower and, and, and you know, use deodorant and whatnot. And maybe you don't like the smell of the guy standing next to you. So I have been informed that there are people who are telling them, Pichas out. Go to the back. And the man goes with a small face like that. Beware of the anger of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gets angry on this matter. Beware of the anger of Allah. The same Rabb Jalla Jalalu who gave you your wealth can make you stand on the street with a begging bowl in your hand in one minute. You and I have seen this in this country. You don't have to go very far. You have seen this in this country. You have seen this in this city. We know the names of the people who came from lineage, generation after generation of unbelievable wealth. You can't even write the number of zeros if I tell you the numbers to write of, of the net worth of those people standing in the street with begging bowls in their hands. Beware of the anger of Allah. If you don't like the smell of the poor man standing next to you, you go back. You go back, no problem. I'm not say, forcing you to stand there. But don't ever dare do that. This is the house of Allah. This is not my house. This is not your house. This is a masjid. Only the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala runs in this place. It runs in the whole world but especially in this place. Neither you nor I have any right to tell another person and he, he is your own brother to go back because you don't like him standing next to you. Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun. Rasulullah said that a person with authority if he makes a person who is poor Stand in front of him as a mark of his greatness. Nabi said that man will search for and find his own seat in the fire of Jahannam. It doesn't matter how much good you did. It does not matter how much charity you gave. It does not matter how many massages you built. It does not matter anything. Your action of arrogance will land you in the hellfire as sure as anything else. My brothers and sisters. Remember that Rasulullah made this dua and he said, O oh Allah, keep me with the masakeen, take my life with the masakeen and resurrect me with the masakeen. He did not say, keep me with the wealthy, take my life with the wealthy, resurrect me with the wealthy. Remember that when Rasulullah turned away and frowned, when uh, Umm Maktoum came, the blind Sahabi who was poor when he came to talk to him, when Nabi Sallallahu turned away his face and he frowned because he was sitting with uh, wealthy people and the blind Sahabi did not even see that obviously he was blind but Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sent down the surah Abasa wa Tawalla Anja'ahul A'ma My brothers and sisters I remind you that when once Umar ibn al-Khattab was the Khalifa he went to Makkah for Umrah and the Amir of uh, Makkah, the governor of Makkah, invited him for a meal. 
Sayyidina Umar radiallahu went to his house and as they sat down to eat, the servants brought the food. They put the food down and they were leaving. Sayyidina Umar said, where are they going? The Amir said, they are going. They, they will eat separately. Sayyidina Umar said, no. He said, let them sit here and eat with us. The Amir said, ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, don't worry about that. They will eat the same food. We don't give them a different food, but they will eat separately. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu said, if they don't sit here and eat with me, I will not eat with you. What does all this tell us? The biggest and most powerful of these is the treatment of Rasulullah with respect to Sayyidina Bilal bin Rabah Who was Sayyidina Bilal? Sayyidina Bilal was an ex-slave and he was an African man. In Arab society, he was the weakest of the weak, the lowest of the low. He was a poor man, he had nothing absolutely, he was destitute. But Sayyidina Bilal was the one of the closest, if not I mean, other than Abu Siddiq, he was one of the closest of the Sahaba of Rasulullah But what did Nabi Sallallahu do with him? Not only did he treat Sayyidina Bilal like a member of his own household, but when in Fatah Makkah, when, the, when he wanted somebody to call the Adhan, Rasulullah could have called the Adhan himself. There were enough of the Umarah of Makkah, there were enough of the Akabirin of the Sahaba, there were enough of the people from the whole family of Nabi Sallallahu Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib was there, radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiallahu anhu, was there. Sayyidina Umar, radiallahu anhu, was there. The Sahaba of Rasulullah Sallallahu they were there who were from the Shurafa of Makkah, who were from the aristocracy of Makkah. But who did Rasulullah Sallallahu choose to call the first Adhan in the Kaaba? And who did he order to do this and where did he call it from? Nabi Sallallahu sent Sayyidina Bilal bin Rabah to stand on top of the Kaaba and call the Adhan from the top of the Kaaba. People made a lot of comments, the, 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 the Makkan people made a lot of comments and they said that what is it that, they, that this messenger of Allah has sent this black man to stand on top of the Kaaba? But, uh, but Rasulullah knew what he was doing because his, his actions were commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was removing all these structures of economic and other uh, barriers and, and systems of caste and class. He was, he was completely wiping them out and creating one brotherhood of Muslims based on faith. So Bilal bin Rabah was made to stand on top of the Kaaba and call the Adhan. The Kaaba was beneath the feet of Bilal bin Rabah radiallahu anhu, thanks to the hukum of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said to Bilal, Ya Bilal, I, you will lead my camel into the Jannah, al-Firdaus. So that is not only Bashara for Bilal bin radiallahu anhu, that he will be in Jannah, but that he will enter Jannah before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa because as his servant he will be leading the camel on which Rasulullah sallallahu will ride into Jannah. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you, let us understand that in Islam there is no caste. In Islam there is no class. In Islam there is only and only the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna akramakum indallahi atqaakum. Rasulullah and I want to end with this. Rasulullah said, among the du'as, among the, the, the du'as which are which goes straight to the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without anything hindering them. There is nothing that stands between that dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalhu. Among those duas is the dua of the Muslim. 
the one who has been transgressed against, the one who has been oppressed. You tell that poor man, he cannot turn around and say anything to you because you are paying his salary. Or you may not be paying his salary directly, but you are a you know, so-called rich man and the poor man is intimidated by you, so he quietly goes. But believe me, he, is, he talks to his Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu. And his Rabb listens to him. Fear Allah. Fear Allah, because if you do this, then that Rabb of that Rabb, the Rabb of that man, who is known as Rabbul Masakin? He is not known as Rabbul Rab, Rabbul Rus. Rabbul Masakin, Rabbul Mustadafin. Please, my brothers and sisters, I am warning you very seriously. Do not do this. Do not destroy yourself. Do not invite the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on your head. This masjid, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, we do not, this door is open for every person on the face of this earth who wants to come, whether or not he is a Muslim. We do not even stop non-Muslims coming into this masjid. We have had many cases where non-Muslims come here, they sit, listen, they listen to the Juma, this, that, so on, so on. What about Muslims? Please. Everyone is welcome. People will come and they will stand next to you. Consider it an honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as I said, if you don't like it, leave. You go stand somewhere else. But do not do this, please. Because I am telling you very clearly. If that happens again, if I see it, believe me, I am going to shame that person standing right here in front of everybody. Please have mercy on yourself. Make tawbah. I know the names of who, who did this. I know the names of who it was done to. I am not saying anything now. And I will not say anything any, anymore. But please, let this be the last time that this kind of stuff happens. Jazakumullah khair wa salam alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa